0: So I know I've asked if you could kindly do an intro for the podcast episode that we recorded on Friday and I ask you to take it away in your very own way.
1: Hi, my name is Lily and I'm here to talk about the importance of therapy for autistic youth and important subjects in the autistic community.
2: Yeah, so hi, thank you for this. And Lily and I had, had a few chats, and, and she's got some really good ideas. And this is our third activity for the day because we've done artwork earlier, and then we've done a parents um, and services podcast. And so, this is the most important podcast because it's hearing the voice of a young person who has experience of, of services, of um, living with autism, and of being an artist. <laughs> I think and, <laughs> <laughs> and also experience of Bedford Open Door and our building and our counselling rooms and has lots of good ideas about how we could improve and amend things so that's what we're going to have a chat about if, if that's right with you Lily yeah, yeah. Um,
0: just before we get into that, so when we are here today you, you've done some art therapy talk to me a little bit about that, how was today?
1: well I don't usually do that very often so it's alright I guess it was alright, I guess. I don't really do it very often, because I don't really do that sort of stuff in my school, do we? Whatever.
2: No, no. But so today was a chance to do something a bit different, wasn't it? Yeah. And we talked about we used hands as a sort of a theme, really, about what was helpful, helping hands, and what might be what might be in place to support you, and what's good in one hand, and what might be difficult or challenging in another hand, and also, you know, what might be missing. and and what might we need more of um, to support young people
0: locally. So, Lily, as somebody that has had counselling, like, you mentioned something as we came into the room, you were quite excited by the chairs. (laughs) Yeah what do you think what do you think is missing and that is needed to
1: support well like counseling rooms are quite boring really and i think for most people with like autism and adhd it's quite hard for people to sit down and just kind of have like a face to face to face conversation most of us um i'm saying most because some people might like that would prefer to have like something to do while they're talking about it It makes it easier and more fun and because because of the really bad like therapy rooms so most of the time children don't really like going to therapy but if they upgrade them a little bit they might actually like it a bit
2: more so <laughs> what sorts of things do you think might improve a counselling room to make it more in um, more appropriate for young people mm-hmm.
1: is it? Well, i suppose like more like like friendly decoration like in this room it's not like too over the top and you know but it's got like some sort of spark i guess and also i'd say like adjustable lighting and stuff because like because sometimes for people with autism it can be like the bright lights can actually like trigger a sensory overload and like color changing lights are just pretty cool in general they should have maybe like rocking chairs like the ones in this room right now because that's a big stim thing and they should also have like sensory items things to like fidget and play with
0: I just got out a little ball that we've got for you for so i don't know <laughs> you can have what two of those? <laughs> I mean, you can't take those to to the therapy room. So maybe maybe uh, Bedford Open Door could invest in some of those. So yeah, that's what, good. What um, would an ideal? You, you've named lots of things there: the like sensory lighting and the rocking, the, the armchairs. What would an ideal? Therapy session or room. So, uh, room look look like for you. What would be perfect for you?
1: I suppose like options of things to do, but like not too many options. Like maybe like two or three. Like so, like for example, in my when I used to go counselling in school, Sandy had a like like a sand thing, sand tray. Uh, she had like drawing, you know, stuff like that, because it was play therapy, wasn't it? I uh, so I guess it would probably have like comfortable chairs, and like maybe like a shelf of. Like things to do, I guess, like sensory items and stuff. I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. What about, um, you mentioned, mm-hmm. Ball, about the peanut, um, oh, yeah, like, um,
1: oh, what they're called exercise balls, and like you can get special ones that are in sh- different shapes and stuff, and they have different textures on them as well. And I think they're quite good because, oh, yeah, what body socks?
0: They're body <laughs> socks, what are they? <laughs> what is a body sock?
1: I <laughs> It's like, um, it's like. A small kind of like material, stretchable material sack thing that you know, hang out in it. Do, they have on do, 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 we do you used do? used to. Yeah, yeah. You um, I would get up a picture. You'll have to explain this to me. I'll I'll get on to send you a picture of one. It's like <laughs> it's like it's basically just like a big pouch, and you like you crawl inside it. <laughs> oh wow! And it's it's quite small, so it's like
0: stretchy. So. You- so you kind of have to kind of make your way in one end and out the like other.
1: You, no, you pull it like on, and then oh. like there's velcro and stuff on it. <laughs> it's like a thin sleeping
0: bag yeah. type thing.
1: It's really weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that, that I, I kind of picked up on something that you said that, um, about therapy rooms. Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now. I guess they're, they're boring, like Yeah. No, nothing, nothing in them. So you dis- describe what your ideal therapy room would look like with the,
2: the body socks so Michelle. i don't personally use those <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. what about colors what do you think um, about colors in
1: rooms well, it like it depends really so like you don't know, like those nasty cream colors that they have in school ugh. so like maybe like because they like pastel colors you know like this sort of color like this bluish gray on the walls right here um would like probably be ideal uh or like because it just, like, colour on the walls really does make a difference with, like, how mood, like, it affects the moods and, like, because colour plays a massive part in, like, the sensory intake of autistic people as well.
2: Yeah. yeah. What about plants? I'm sitting here looking at this. I they think they call this... Is, I, I think it's real, isn't no, it? No, it's fake. fake. Yeah, it's fake. Well, it's <laughs> a good fake. It's a che- it looks like a cheese plant. I think that's what? what they call them. Cheese plants. Okay. But they've got stencils on the wall that are similar. What do you think about that sort of thing? I think they should
1: have like actual real plants because they... Have... I think there's something that like the soil gives off that actually does like, like, set off a chemical in your brain that makes you happier. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I didn't
1: know that. I'm doing it. I think so. I think it was about soil. But, yeah, plants can actually make a room look really nice and inviting, and plus plants are cool. Mm-hmm. They're not that hard to take care of, like, cacti and stuff. They're a bit prickly, though. <laughs> <laughs> you can get, like, you can get, like, cacti that don't have any spikes, though.
0: Lily, as somebody who has autism and you, you've received counselling, can you talk to us about that and, how, like, what difference that has made for you? Because clearly you, you've demonstrated... Well, certainly to me a need for therapy rooms to be upgraded and improved and the environment improved but you you have had counsellors. if you can talk like yeah you, how um, is that
1: i've had like a couple of different like counsellors so like cams ugh. they like I, from what i remember from the two sessions i had there the rooms were like crusty cream colored walls, dim lights not very nice gave you a headache and like they, they had, like, a couple of boxes of, like, these old crusty toys. But, like, like for example, Sandy that we have, my, like, my favourite therapist I've ever had, she's, like, a lot better because, you know, teachers can't really listen to all your issues because they just can't, can they? So, like, it, yeah, having therapy's probably improves a lot of things, like my confidence in school. Yeah, stuff
0: like that. So a real, a real, real important, thing so you just... You said that you were at CAMS and said that the environment had an impact on you even before you, before you actually engaged or had any counselling, you said, with the rooms.
2: Yeah. I think there's a mix of different counsellors, so your experience wasn't a very positive one and it was quite a short-lived experience and, and it, was, it was systemic as well, which means that I was in the room some of the times
1: yeah confident i mean i'm yeah. um, confident
2: confidentiality confidentiality yeah. what's that
1: nothing it's so not there
2: at so with your different experience with sandy yeah, it's completely confidential she
1: she only share information that i'd say if Phil was putting me in danger of someone else so that was all explained
2: to you but then you knew it was a safe space that so was just for you to be able to explore mm. and i'm pretty sure she'd tell me if she was going to tell you something that i said yeah she hasn't had the need to which is good um but it's good that you ha- it was clearly explained to you that about safe garden and if it was needed
1: yeah that's something i never had with what's his name was his name
2: like let's not name him on the podcast <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> um well it was something that uh like that that, that i had never had that talk with yeah. the 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 guy that the therapist guy that i had no.
0: uh Like,
1: because I was really young as well, and I just don't think they, I don't know how they've got quite their jobs to be honest.
0: So, I've got a question for you. you um, First, thank you so much for sharing. I just can't believe how much I'm learning today, so Mm -hmm. thank you very much. You described the importance of the environment and the rooms, but then, secondly, you've had an experience with CAMS that didn't quite go as well as it should have done, but can you? like what would be your perfect counsellor what should a good counsellor look like and do so you spoke about you spoke about confidentiality and I guess communication mm-hmm. but uh, what what does good counselling look like to you Lily as a 13 year old with autism
1: I'd say instead of like um them just being like a person you see I'd like them to be more engaging and like treat you as a friend or even like a closer family member they like treat you like um you actually matter to them because that makes you feel more important and listened to mm-hmm. and they actually remember things you say to them in the last sessions that's why i don't like it when like your therapist changes every week because that's just really bad that does happen to some people and i think they need to be like i think they they don't have to like they 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 shouldn't like just listen and agree to everything you should say so sometimes they need to disagree with things you say because um, sometimes people are wrong aren't they and they also need to um, they also need to give you like helpful advice um, because listening to all my problems isn't going to make the problems go away so
2: i think they also need experience as well don't they so so in terms of helpful advice things like st- they they strategies and things that you can do um you know draw on from you know if you find yourself in a challenging um, experience that you've got sort of like a toolbox of things that your counsellors talk to you about that you could perhaps use if you're feeling anxious breathing techniques and that sort of stuff breathing techniques never work (laughs)
0: okay (laughs) Okay. they work for some people (laughs) what what, what works what works best for you
1: i think if I was having like a tough time in school which has been happening a bit more recently I'd say I'd prefer to like leave the classroom for a bit and have some time to myself and space to myself to calm down so those sorts of like strategies on how to like contain like your anger and stuff until you leave the classroom sort of thing you know Mm -hmm. or how to channel it easier I think I've I've probably got tips about it in the past but I've probably forgotten um (laughs)
2: But, yeah, yeah. So the sand tray, because we've got some sand trays at Bedford Open Door that are a bit different to the one that maybe you use with Sandy. But do you think sand trays are an important thing to have in a council Yeah.
1: One of the things that got me through romanswood when I was in that class with the annoying children was I used to make models of them out of sand. Coloured sand would make it more interesting,
0: though. Mm. So you've done. You've taken part today um, in art therapy workshop talk talk us through these because these pictures are absolutely amazing i i i I, i've been told that you've been drawing for a long time so talk to to me a little bit more about your art and
1: yeah i've been drawing for quite a while um but uh yeah I've, i've i i often do like commissions and stuff on the internet in return for like online currency and other artwork or even like online characters oh you do commissions yeah Um, but I'm not actually getting money yet Uh,
0: these are these are amazing absolutely these these are fantastic Mm. so I'm I'm blown away and it's good to know that you do you do (laughs) commissions
1: I can't draw humans though
0: (laughs) what do you enjoy drawing
1: most yeah like
2: I I mostly draw like wolves and stuff because I think they're cool so draw so do you think in a counselling room it would be good to have art items for drawing and colouring and and play-doh and those sorts of sensory things as
1: well i feel like because some people who are like on the spectrum do have some things with germs so i think they should have an option of like like therapy items that like you can clean like you know like tangles and like plastic fidget toys that are like cleanable because to be honest, if I went into a therapy room and there was like slime and stuff to play with, I wouldn't touch it because I don't want grubby hands have been on there.
2: Yeah. One of the things that we had to do at Bedford Open Door when, during when lockdown happened, um, in the first lockdown, we couldn't do any face-to-face counselling. So we had time to think about how to, what do we do? Because we used to have pots of pens and pencils and paper in the room. So we decided that we would need to um, have individual bags for each young person so that they would have their own items so that when they came for their session each week they would have their own um, bag or box of items that they could then that would be stored safely and securely so if they had a journal or um, a mindful colouring book or different pots of play-doh or whatever it was that, that was for them individually that it was just for them and it wasn't shared with anybody else so that was part of COVID but I think it's it's a bigger picture thing that we will keep on doing because it's important that people feel that you know that's their own personal things and that there is no cross-contamination which is a word that's sort of coming sure. to the frame so much with COVID and we've been lucky we've had small pots of funding from places like Tesco and things like that where we've been able to do wellbeing bags that we've sent out to people and given to our clients to support their mental health and wellbeing during lockdown as well. So yeah, I think that's a really important point, Lily, about having things that are personal and not for sharing in the <laughs> counselling room um, so that can even extend to things like tangles and fiddle toys and poppets and things like that, but... Poppets are really hard to clean
0: <laughs> <But> That's <laughs> why it's important well, that they're just for the, just for the individual for like, I know, see like getting um, young people's voices is paramount, in any work that you're doing when it involves young people clearly as mm-hmm. you've demonstrated here but it almost sounds like they're, they're, there's like a, I mean I, I don't know what happens in uh, people Cams and places like that, um, but almost like a kind of brief as to A, what I want the room to look like, which sensory lights you can and shouldn't use, and also uh, supporting items is that the right word? should yeah. be in the room. It's almost like that, that That all needs to be incorporated. So I know, Michelle, the purpose of today is that you're looking to have a dedicated counsellor at Bedford Open Door. So talk to us a little bit more, more about that and um, the work. work that you'll do and just what lily said today
2: yeah so basically we're we're applying for funding to enable us to recruit a specialist counselor with the right skills and experience to be able to offer an appropriate service for young people on the autistic spectrum Uh, we've had a, a significant increase in complex referrals Um, of young people, either self-referrals or um, signposted from other agencies who either haven't been offered a service um, that meets their needs or there isn't a service available that meets their needs. And so we've got a very experienced um, team of counsellors at Bedford Open Door, but we recognise that whilst there has been generic training around autism, and we do have one or two specialist counsellors who offer some voluntary hours, we haven't got the capacity to meet the need. And as, so today was about talking to parents, talking to young people, and this is the first part of it. We're going to be doing a survey, um, but really to get um, perspectives from parents and children about whether or not this is a service that's needed. And, and already from today, we've we've seen that it is. But we want young people to be involved in it from today onwards so that they've got their voice throughout the project so things like um, the ideas that Lily shared with us and we'll get views from other children and young people um, about how the rooms should look what should be in the rooms um, and how um, they can further get involved with Bedford Open Door is really important to us as part of this funding bid and if we're not successful with this funding bid which I hope we will be um, Mm -hmm. we will still have this information to Get to to
0: to apply to other other places as well. Awesome, but well, I hope that I I cannot see that you wouldn't would not be um successful. What would it mean to you personally, um, for Bedford Open Door, if they were successful in in, in obtaining this specialist counselor?
1: Um, I suppose it'd probably be beneficial and good for autistic people and stuff. So, be pretty cool.
0: What advice, um, if you have any, would you give to other young people, maybe like if they're not having particularly maybe a good experience or, or needed more support and they're on the autistic spectrum, what would you say to kind of help them and even their families? But one of the things that was raised today by Stacy, one of the parents, is that often young people are given this diag given a diagnosis and then they're just kind of the families are just kind of left to get on with it. And it just seems to there's a big gap which Michelle's clearly identified. So what advice would you give to a young person.
1: I suppose they um they should definitely like reach out for help if they do need it. And I think their family should be given support as well because it's obviously sometimes really hard to like cater to all the needs for someone who is on the spectrum and and it's hard for schools as well but as soon as they get those sorts of allowances in school so like uh like a longer break or whatever you know stuff like things to help them in school as soon as you get that school is a lot easier so i'd say like probably try and talk with like
0: a doctor or something and get the like the school thing sorted out brilliant thank you so thank you so much for your time today and um where can we kind of see much more of your art because this is this is amazing like, honestly just completely blown away so can we is there anywhere that we can find it or is it available i have an instagram instagram okay mm-hmm. if you can <laughs> share your instagram please all right let me get let me get up brilliant lily does the most amazing artwork and um i think that you should all take a look at the instagram page so please Please share your Instagram. Yeah,
1: it's um, at Stolen School Pencils. At? Stolen School Pencils.
0: At Stolen School Pencils. Guys, check it out. Artwork is absolutely amazing. And Lily does also do commissions as well. So, Michelle, is there anything more you'd like to add? I I hope that you're, you're successful with this big. Clearly, there's a need and there's a huge gap. So, obviously, for the people that actually need it... Parents and then you know people like me in the community who I hear I hear these terms and I think I understand what they mean but I've learnt so much more today so thank you is there anything else? would like
2: to add. Yeah, I, ju- I just want to thank you for your time, Vanessa. It's been great working with Youth Voices and we've done some bits of work together before with Bedford Open Door. And thank you, Lily, for, for sharing and, and giving your ideas and, and um, you know sharing some of your own experiences as well because it's one thing coming from professionals and organisations but the most important voice is the voice of young people and and, and yours has been very
0: articulate and, and well voiced today so thank you Okay,
2: Thank you for
0: talking to us on the Youth Voices Connect podcast and one of the things we always like to stay connected please follow Stolen School Pencils Lily's artwork on Instagram Take her Thank you